Hello, welcome back to the Strong Her podcast. My name is Kirsten and I have my mom with me, Sherry. Say hello. Love it. <laughs> um, so today's episode is going to be about how to get over insecurities. And I do want to preface that it's not going to fully fix insecurities. It's going to be a couple tools that you guys can implement into how you can feel about yourself, things that you're insecure about, and open hopefully how you can overcome those insecurities. So I just want to say yesterday was not a good day for me. (laughs) I posted on my Instagram uh, at KZ Fitness that I was just not having a great mental day. And I'm going to chalk that up to the fact that I was on the last day of my period. So you're obviously hormonal during that time. And I really thought I got off scotch-free. I was like, oh my god, everything's great. It was actually a really good time. No, yesterday was not a good time. I ended up waking up not feeling good about myself, which obviously when you wake up, look in the mirror and you're not happy, that's going to translate into the rest of your day. So I ended up already being dragging my feet, not being happy with what I saw in the mirror and out of nowhere, like there was nothing that really prompted it. It was just like this thing in my mind where it was like, you should be doing better at this. You should be doing better at that. You should be at this point in your stage, in your journey. And I was like, obviously breaking things down. And when you go down that rabbit hole, I feel like it's very easy to start to become critical of yourself. So I had to go to, not had to, wanted to, but in a sense had to go to the gym yesterday. So I was like, okay, I really don't want to go. I have to hold myself accountable because uh, the days that I'm struggling are the days when I show up, I really, really enjoy it. So something I I want to talk about is the 20 minute rule. So I try to implement this with my clients, the ones who are struggling getting to the gym or you're on that edge where you're like, I want to go, I don't want to go. And you have that devil on your shoulder being like, don't go, you don't need to, you need rest, all this stuff. So if you're supposed to go to the gym three days a week, you commit to those three days a week, you set them out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to show up, you're going to show up for a minimum of 20 minutes. That means you can walk, you can start your weight training if that's what you're doing. And you just need to get there. The hardest part is getting there. Once you can do 20 minutes, you can assess, okay, I feel okay, I feel good. And I'm going to keep going or I feel like crap. I need to leave. I need to sleep. I need to rest. And then that's kind of your mind's going to get you there. And nine times out of 10, you're going to stay. But obviously that one time when your body needs it, you can tell yourself you showed up for yourself. You need to rest. So that is something I try to implement with clients and something I use sometimes as well. So yesterday I went to the gym It was not a good day. Felt like crap, looked in every mirror. Usually I'm like, oh my God, I look so good. (laughs) But yesterday was just like, not that day. And then I was probably an hour into the session and I was not feeling it. I walked, did cardio um, and started my weights. And in the weights, I just oddly felt insecure. So I was just like, um, I'm gonna leave. So I ended up leaving. The night wasn't great, ended up, I actually haven't really ate outside of my hunger cues for probably five or six months. And I did yesterday, which obviously makes you feel like more shit. So once you get to that point, you're kind of just like, oh my God, everything's spiraling. After that, I ended up just going to bed because I was like, you know, if you stay up, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. I also would love to touch today on how you can kind of get over those periods where you maybe overeat, feel like crap, which makes you in turn more insecure and then can create this kind of cycle that can be fairly toxic in regards to how can you get out of that. 
Um, but I just wanted to give that rundown about what happened yesterday. And then I'm going to let my mom talk about personal experience. Then we're going to talk about how you can get over them. And then tips, like I said, with overeating and stuff like that. Take it away. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday, uh, Kirsten contacted me and she's like, I'm not having a good day. And so, you know, part of the journey of getting through those days is talking out, talking with someone that is important in your life whether it's your mom or your dad or your sister. And if they're not available, then your friends, right? And and you need that support system in place. So when you have days like this, it is just one day. It's Mm -hmm. not one day bleeding over into the next day and then so on. And of course, we know that rabbit hole opens up and we often just jump in feet first. So we want to avoid it and walk around that rabbit hole, not fall in it. So insecurities... Who doesn't have them? <laughs> Preach. I think it doesn't matter if you um, have a perfect body or a perfect mind or have money, don't have money, drive a great car, drive a car that's not so great. It doesn't matter. Every single person out there has insecurities. And it's getting through and over that, oh my gosh, I don't look great today or mm-hmm. that person looks better than I do is what will get you through your entire life. So you need to find the tools to help you say, hey, eh, whatever, I am not that person. I don't walk in their shoes. I don't know what they're like. They don't know what I'm like. I don't know what they're going through. So I'm just going to let that person and the way they look and the way I think I should look go. Because as a woman, as you start to age, your body changes. That's just a natural thing. And sorry, um, yeah, sorry about that was my bad. I'm usually really good at shutting that off. And apparently I didn't. Um, And so I have a very, very, very good friend. And she's a very beautiful person. And I love her to death. And she is uh, the same age as I am. And her body is completely different than mine. And she can wear these adorable little sweaters and shirts and pants and so on and so forth. And I can't. So does it give me a little bit of insecurity walking with her? Yes, at times it does. Do I have to say to myself, oh my gosh, she's my best friend. She loves me unconditionally as I do her. And she doesn't care if I look like her or don't. So if she doesn't, why should I? Why do I feel I need to look like her? I can never look like her. She is the way she is genetically. Her sisters don't look like her. So it's getting over that mindset that I will not be the best friend body. I will not be the supermodel body. That is not who I'm going to be. I have to appreciate me for who I am. And so rather than just sort of wallowing in self-pity, I'll often just talk to her about it. I'll be like, damn girl, how in the heck do you fit into that beautiful sequenced sweater? Like, oh my gosh. And then she tells me, yeah, but you know what? Genetically, my metabolism is super quick. And, you know, I've always been like this. And I'm just, I'm just lucky for me. But I have other issues, Sherry, that you don't have that I wish I had your elements instead of mine. So even though I look at her and I go, oh my God, 
you have the best figure for a woman of your age I've ever seen. She looks at me and she says, yeah, but I have this issue with my legs and I have <laughs> this issue with my calves. So uh, she can't wear certain things because of the way her legs are. Whereas she looks at me and she goes, oh my gosh, those look so cute on you. I can't wear them. I can't wear them because of my calf or my ankles or whatever. So everybody has insecurities and it's realizing that you have to be the best person that you are with what you have been given. And you need to make sure that you emanate that and share that aura with people around you. And I think that when doing that and you make people around you feel better, you are intrinsically going to feel better. Totally. I think like the biggest thing is just surrounding yourself with good people. Like I wrote a list of a couple things that can help with insecurities too. And surrounding yourself with positive, good people is one of those. I think because it's so easy for us to be our own worst critics. If you are with someone um, who is very self-centered, who, you know, never kind of compliments you, never really pours back into your cup it's obviously gonna make you feel bad about yourself being positive and making sure you have a safe space to talk like with my mom when I reached out to her she's great for like kind of reeling me back into reality I find it's easy with my job or with well especially because my job includes my physical and this journey I'm on is important to me in a lot of ways it's easy to kind of get caught up in that like oh, maybe I should be down more or like, I don't feel good today and stuff like that. And for the most part, I try really, really hard to have a positive mindset, which is another thing that I wrote down and talk and want to talk about is because positive mindset can make such a difference. If you are negative all the time and you are, like I said yesterday, I looked in the mirror and I was negative and that is part of why I just did not feel good because most of the time I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, I'm doing good. Damn, I can notice this difference or these clothes are fitting different and stuff like that. But yesterday was just one of those days where I was negative, upset, grumpy. I was just not impressed with myself, not happy, picking all the wrong things. And that negative mindset is what can make it so difficult to like get over it if you're always negative if you're always picking out your flaws how do you expect to become better you really can't like if you step in that mirror and every single time you even if you've lost weight you're upset i'm not happy i'm not satisfied well guess what you're never going to be happy and satisfied you're always going to be picking out things that are wrong with you even if you're 100 pounds down it's going to happen. I, when I lost my weight and got down and I was my smallest, I hated myself. And primarily because I looked in the mirror and didn't see shit I liked. I now like myself way more than I did at my lowest weight. And I think your mindset plays such a big role in that. I think that when you kind of get to this point where you know, you're, you're stepping in that mirror and you're like, okay, you're picking the positives out. So that's what, I mean, like, do you want to touch on one of these and then... Yeah, I was just going to talk about that mindset. I mean, let's be honest. When I was younger to what women go through now, it hasn't changed. It was just a different time. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't changed. Women have always been feeling insecure about themselves. I was a competitive swimmer. I had a very healthy athletic physique, you know, my weight was, you know, 135 for 5'6", which is a great athletic physique. It wasn't low enough for me. 
I looked at myself and I'm like, oh, I can't see my hip bones. I'm going to have to lose some more weight. What the heck? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Why would I be so insecure? Yeah, it's just how society brings us exactly. up to be, I feel like. So, it, you know, you have to have in place these tools, your friends, your family, people that you can turn to, that you can have that conversation of, I feel crappy today, this is why. And they are honest and loving and compassionate and listen and help you through mm-hmm. that. And that also goes with the relationships, the husband, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the whatever, they need to be supportive of you. They need to get you out of that funk. And I know with Kirsten in her past relationship, yeah. Kay never did that. No. He would initially say, okay, I'll support you. Don't worry about it. It'll be great. And then the next minute it's, um, how about we go out? Do you want to go here? Do we want to go and eat here? Do we want to do this? It was never this positive what can i do to support you do you want me to go pick up the the meal prep what can we do in the house that i can help you with so that you can accomplish your goals so he sabotaged more than he did positively help you yeah and i think that's where you need to like decide if the people around you are good for you because the issue was like clearly since being alone and single now I have accomplished so much stuff and even just in regards to weight loss alone like it was hard when I was dating him to lose weight because it was such a toxic cycle and I think it's because he didn't really want me to you you know we've been over that in the first episode Mm -hmm. we talked about so we don't need to get into too much detail there but Um, it was just tough because when you go to someone, especially a partner, if you live with someone and they can't support you, if you struggle with binge eating and you know that having, uh, chocolate in your house is going to make you go over the edge or you can't, you can't listen to your hunger cues or you can't have one piece. You're not at that point yet. There should be no chocolate in the house until you can do that. You can go out and get some chocolate, you know, go have an ice cream, stuff like that. But if this person you're with is bringing chocolate in, bringing fast food in, just enabling what you're struggling with, it's just so bad for you. So like, I think it is important because sometimes with relationships and partners too, they don't know they're doing that. They think, okay, like this is how I think it's going to make her feel better. You like chips. So he gets you chips, even though you kind of express. I hate my body. I'm going through X, Y, and Z. Guys are kind of weird with that. They don't really understand it. So I think you should absolutely have a conversation like, this is what I need from you. Maybe you're going to embark on a lifestyle change and, you know, maybe it's good for the both of you to do. So let's eat better foods. Let's try to eat out less, stuff like that. But if you find this person is constantly going back to what you're struggling with, it might be something to reassess who you want in your circle at that point. Same with friends. If you have friends who are like, let's get high all the time, let's eat munchies, let's let's just pig out type of thing, then that's obviously not the right person for you. And I think that cutting those people out for the greater good Good is probably something that's positive for you, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's a journey, right? Every relationship you're in, there that person is going to have some great qualities and that person is going to have some qualities that are not meant to support you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay to realize it because you will find that person, that you, that forever person that you are going to spend the rest of your life with. And I know with my husband, it's still a learning curve and journey. You know, I mean, with um, prednisone that my uh, dermatologist wanted me to take and the doctor was pushing on me and, you know, it's going to clear up your hands. I 
intrinsically did not want to take it. My body was telling me and my mm. mind was saying no. But my husband was like, well, it's only 17 days or it's only a month. What will like, just take it. It will be no. Like I had to have that conversation saying, I need your support. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go down a very dark hole if I go in it. And he's like, okay, we don't want it. Don't take it. Yeah. And- so I, if, if I would have just remained quiet and not said anything, or did what other people wanted me to do, I'd be in a different situation. So that communication is key when you are looking at trying to get over these insecurities. And sometimes it's a little hard. It's hard to have that conversation with your significant other. Yeah, I think so 100%. Like I'm talking to someone right now and the difference in the communication is insane. Like in regards to what, like yesterday when I was having a bad day, I not only spoke to my mom, but like I talked to him too. And the way that he offered support was not like anything I've kind of experienced before. So it was like, oh, hey, like I'm not really used to this. And then sometimes you kind of want to shut out. You don't want to talk. You don't want to like, talk about things that are going on but like my mom said when you have that communication that person can help you like if you decide to just sit back not not like acknowledge what you know you're going through not trying to talk to them about what's going on then you might go down that path where Mm -hmm. you took that stuff or I might be in a place where I feel like you know this person will never understand what I'm going through so I think like my mom said communication's huge I think another thing that can work really really well when getting over insecurities is like focusing on positive affirmations as silly as it sounds like every single time you walk through a mirror walk through (laughs) walk to the other side literally (laughs) walk up to a mirror see yourself Halloween yes you want to like give yourself a positive thing so wow i look good i love my eyes if you can't picture a physical thing on your body pick something that you have a trait of like you are a really positive person or you're really kind and like try to talk to yourself in that mirror write the affirmations down like trying to be kind to yourself is gonna take you so far as opposed to like we were talking about being negative being harsh not being kind to yourself and you know what and we've said this to our daughters right from when they were little surround yourself with positive people those positive people will make your life better if that person is not positive they don't need to be part of your life we have always said that and when you're in a relationship and in a relationship and it's you know amazing or it's not or it's beautiful or it's not sometimes to hear that language when you're not sure where you what direction you want to go into or continue in that relationship is sometimes you don't want to hear surround yourself with positive people but in the end it is absolutely the motto that we live with at home and when you end a relationship you look back at it you reflect and you go yeah that you know I I look back and I didn't talk to my friend because I was in this relationship and I want to reach out to that friend again because they were very positive to me or whatever and relationships and self-esteem and loving yourself all come into play relationships being friendship and family not only just husband or boyfriend or girlfriend they all come into play on how your self-esteem how you project yourself to other people and how you project yourself in that mirror so when you walk by Kirsten find that one thing 
to me, it's like, I like the baby blue. I love baby blue in color. And because my hands have been so bad, I still get my nails done. And I've had compliments on the nails and the color. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and it's on my hands. And my hands have the eczema. I really like this color. It's a very positive thing Mm -hmm. to hear people say, oh my gosh, I love your nails. I love your color. Your hands look really pretty. That is huge for me. Yeah, that's important. I think that like that is good. That makes that that makes you feel better, obviously, especially when you're going through stuff like that. Um, something else is cleaning out your social media. I think we kind of talked about this on one of the episodes, but toxic stuff happens on social media. You see the highlight reels, which is one of the reasons I try to keep it so vulnerable on my page is because I have great days so many great days like but i have down days crappy days where i don't want people to just see constant highlight reels on like this journey where i'm losing weight and they're like why do i feel like crap sometimes i think you need to go through your social media following and like unfollow anyone who does not make you feel good about yourself who doesn't bring something to your life if you see someone's post and you roll your eyes you don't like it you're not interested in it unfollow it you like also what is the point of being a ghost follower in a sense mm-hmm. you know like if you're not wanting to kind of be there support that person don't follow it if they're mm-hmm. making you feel bad about yourself unfollow it mm-hmm. like unfollowing clearing out your social media will make a massive difference mm-hmm. because i you can no, i was just gonna say because it's so toxic yeah i can be. not all of it but a, a large chunk of it is so toxic because people hide behind their computer mm-hmm. so they'll you know verbal diarrhea all this garbage make a comment send it and not think anything of how that person's going to react at the other end when they read it the block button is a beautiful and wonderful thing yes block, absolutely block delete out of mind yeah. out of sight all that shit again only surround yourself with positive yeah. people and there are a lot of positive people on social media because they're tired of all the negative yes. people on social media. So Kirsten is right. Spend 30 minutes, however, 10 minutes today, 10 minutes tomorrow, and just plow through your social media and get rid of people, you know, sites, things like this that are just not benefiting you. You don't need it in your life. There's so much negativity out in the world. Just surround yourself with positive people. Yeah, 100%. You know what? And this, I'm just going to tell this little thing. We were down in California when that tropical storm hit and that earthquake. Mm-hmm. And w- I was getting constant, oh my gosh, are you okay? Is everything all right? <laughs> Is your family safe? And I'm we're looking, just chilling. I'm looking at this going, uh, yeah, I open up the door and I take a picture of it just raining. Because what you saw and what they would send us from the news was completely different from where we were experiencing it. Now, not to say that that didn't happen because it did, and many parts of LA were affected by it, but the social media and the news made it seem like the entire community, LA proper, Orange, you know, you name it, was just like barely standing on two feet because of this tropical storm and the earthquake. (laughs) And so it just made my husband and I realize how one-sided so much media and social media can be. So every time we watch the news, we're like, "Mm, yeah, that did happen, but probably it was more localized than the way they're making it seem. So it was a very, very valuable lesson for my husband and I, because sometimes you take things at face value. Oh my gosh, that happened, really? That's horrible. But it was so minute. So getting rid of that social media, oh, huge. You'll feel so much better. You will 
honestly feel so much better getting rid of it. Yeah, like not social media as a whole. You can still have social media. But like getting rid of those people you follow or the content you're consuming. Like I, four years ago, could not follow like super skit, skit, skinny fit chicks on social media. I wouldn't want to see them on my For You page. Now I like just don't care, you know? Like it's like, damn, good for you. But my mindset's very different now. Like if you're in a place where you constantly hate your body, obviously seeing people who are super skinny, genetically blessed, you know, like they've never really had to lose weight or stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that's going to make you feel like crap about yourself. So if you're at that stage where you can't consume that content, don't consume it. You, right. there's there's literally no reason you need to you can say you don't like stuff on instagram you can block people there was people four or five years ago like my block list is insane probably 500 people i'm not even joking like i block people i don't like the content seeing i block people that comment dumb stuff on my posts that i'm like i never want you to have access to my stuff again just like use that button and don't be afraid to like no one needs to have access to your life you know yeah. like at the end of the day you People need to deserve that, right? And the minute they do something to not deserve that, they're out. They don't get a chance back. They don't get a look at your stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important is like, if you start picking up hobbies, if you start doing things for yourself to work on yourself, on your insecurities, you will feel so much better. When I started putting myself first, like after this breakup, I was like, oh my God, my confidence is insane. Like started wearing jean shorts more after I lost some weight. Like I, I normally don't do that. So it's just like, try to find hobbies or things you like doing that will make you feel better about where you're going in life. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It, It goes into the friendships. Um, I know in high school, I'm totally regressing, but in high school, it's like, how many friends do you have? You know, that's the most important, good or bad. How many do you have? But as you move on and grow up and mature, shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And you know what? In the long run, you will probably have a handful of friends, but those handful of friends, those are the core people in your life. Those are the people that will that will give you the shirt off their back. Literally, those are the people that will be, oh my gosh, you and your husband are fighting. Let's go for coffee. Those are the people that are, you know, oh my gosh, you guys, what? Water in your basement? You guys can stay at our house. I mean, these are the people that are going to be with you right to the very end. My friend and I always (laughs) joke. We're like, okay, so, you know, and this will be a long time off in the future, but when our husbands pass, you and I are moving into a condo, you know, and we're going to go and to Vegas and we're going to, you know, but that's kind of what we joke about because it makes us feel happy and it's so silly, but we are so positive for each other that when we're having a bad day, we sit down and we work through it together. So those hundred friends you had in high school, yeah, you probably won't even have one or two of them by the time you're an adult because you'll find the true value in finding new friends. Yeah, I honestly maybe have two friends. Yeah. And like... But that's okay. You don't have to have You don't. And I love it. I'm very much a hermit crab. Like I... I have goals that a lot of people can't see and vi- and visions that just don't make sense. So when you try to surround yourself with people who cannot support We're not at that you, level yet. Yeah. yeah. And support you, yeah. Then it's just not going to take you anywhere. And sometimes it's a little harsh, but like if I, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, and if I see that you're 
stuck behind 10 years i don't want to in in the most respectful way possible but keep that friendship you know because at the end of the day i want people i have things in common with and if you are kind of putting your energy into things that are dragging you down like not not saying smoking weed's a bad thing at all okay i've done it a couple times it's not an issue but like if someone is like a bum chronic smoker they're not really doing anything with their life like and they're dragging you down hmm, wasn't that your last relationship but like he didn't smoke weed though at this <laughs> but he was everything else he so everything yeah else. so just stuff like that though like just be aware of the energy you're putting into other people because the energy that you put into what you do makes such a big difference you sorry i'll finish this and then you can talk like i play video games Okay, <laughs> when I put more, so I try to limit to it to like maybe an hour at night before bed, kind of like an unwinding thing for me. But if I do it more, I feel very unproductive. So it's like, where are you putting your time and energy into? If you're doing things that are not taking you to the next level, kind of reassess that so that mm -hmm. you feel more confident mm -hmm. in your life. And, you know, when you have people around you that are supporting you, um, they may not understand your goals at that particular time. Yeah. But as long as they're still supporting you because they will see how you've achieved your goals and ultimately that will play very positively on their life too. Because uh, where yeah. Kirsten is right now and what she's achieved and accomplished, um, most people in their 30s are just doing this. So... A lot of friends or acquaintances that are at her age don't they love it but they don't understand yes. how that was High five. possible fucking yes yeah so and that's okay because that friend or that acquaintance right now might not understand it but three years from now they're totally on board and get it because that's what they're trying to achieve too or you'll find someone else you Correct. know you don't need to allow old people back into your life necessarily no but sometimes people just mature and grow and so if I date is different no <laughs> hell no see no then, okay <laughs> no but that's so different I'm talking about friends oh I'm god. not talking about that like oh my gosh no I think I would have to like take a few weeks away from you if that oh ever happened again I could not handle it that was so stressful for me and all I could do is talk to my bestie about it oh, because no. it was killing me but anyways so I think I think what we should do is is kind of end this. Yeah. Uh, well, not end it, but just sort of let's just recap in yeah, a sense. Yeah. Put it in the drawer for now, and we'll open up the drawer later. Um, so we've talked about affirmations. We've talked about. We haven't talked about journaling. Let's no, talk we about that quick, about and then journaling. then we'll we'll end up <laughs> shutting this down. So journaling. Uh, do you journal at all? I do journal. Do you? Yeah, I okay. do journal. Okay. I, I do journal at home and it, it's, see, I, how do I explain this? My journaling isn't so much as like a diary where I go, oh, today, blah, blah, blah. That's not my journaling because I do, I do different types of techniques that allow me just to kind of cleanse my mind of negativity during the day. Um, so when I journal, it's about things that what I would like to achieve what I was successful. How did I treat people today? Yeah, that's like, but that's yeah. what I do too type of thing. Was so, I shitty today? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, no, <laughs> come on. So I am having this issue with rental cars. 
Okay, fourth one. I know, on right we, now. we don't need to go no, no, into no, no. detail. I'm not going to get into detail, but every time I phone and I'm telling them about the yeah. problems I'm having, how am I presenting myself to that person? Am I being rude and disrespectful and ignorant and how can this happen again? No, I'm like, we're all human, we're making mistakes, but I'm tired of it. It's easy, though, to get in it your own is. place. I've done it before. Hell yeah. And it's not yep. like, it's not intentional mm-hmm. and like, it's not like... I want that person to feel any form of attitude from me, but it's just like you get in this space where you're just not aware that like, oh, so like one time I went to Apple, I had to deal with headphones and I was not in a bad space or anything. I didn't think my, I had attitude, but then my dad and mom were like, "Eh, okay, you got to reel it in a little. And I try super hard to be positive and kind to others. So I was like, oh crap, you're right. That was a little offside of me. So it's just like when I like that you mentioned that, just like be aware of how you're putting yourself out to other people because it's going to make you feel better about yourself. Right. But talking. Yeah. Back to journaling. That's what we were kind of looking at is journaling. And so part of it is how did I, how did I treat people today? Because I believe what you throw up to the universe comes back to you tenfold. So if I'm positive and I'm understanding and yeah, there's a time to be a little bit more firm Uh, that means when I'm throwing it out to the universe, it's going to come back to me. So you're rude and ignorant and a horrible person. You're going to get that slapped right back in your face because people have zero tolerance for it. Totally. So journaling down your positive and negatives, your pros and your cons of how you were, help you grow as a human being. So I was really happy with how I handled the 10th phone call to the car rental place about the fourth vehicle now that I've had issues with. I was really happy with how I handled it because I was really tired. It's almost comical. So I know that how I handled it was perfect. Yeah. And And then you journal. You journal the same or you journal different? I journal similar. I think it's also just like I do try to talk about my goals in the future, kind of how my day went and like how I can improve on how my day went. Like if I'm negative, if I'm rude to people, so if it, like similar to you, you definitely want to get to this space where you are self-aware. The minute you're self-aware, you're going to be way more secure in yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like insecurities come from lack of confidence, lack of being self-aware of who you are and what you bring to the table. So I do try, when I talk to people about journaling, like journaling can be whatever that looks like for you. So when I was recovering from my binge eating disorder, it was, okay, I feel a binge coming on, but I'm not hungry. It's an emotional binge. I'm going to go write everything out, how I feel, all this stuff. I'm going to go for a five or ten minute walk or go to a different room. And recognizing what that trigger was that started you down that road. That, too. That's, that's huge. huge. Totally. Because yeah. so many people will not be able to figure that out. Yeah. And I like we talked about yeah. self-awareness. That's what allowed me to kind of figure that out. Yeah. And like I did work with a psychologist for a bit. I'm super into the brain and like psychology and how it works. And that psychologist gave you tools. Yeah, very much what I teach with my clients too. Right. It wasn't even like she gave crazy tools or anything. She just opened Common sense ones that you yeah were probably opened aware my of. eyes. Just yeah. like even in the reality of like yeah. when you talk to someone and they're talking about okay, I I dated this chick and yeah, she had a great body, but she literally could not eat out. She hated doing all these things. She talked about if she went ten calories over her map or ten calories over her daily limit. Like so, it just brought realization that like. Yeah, you're right. Not you don't know someone's life, you know. No, that's and right. I think that was kind of like yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there's tools for it for sure, mm-hmm. but finding that trigger and being able to hone in on what works for you. Right. So journaling or getting out of the house or going for a walk yeah. or addressing those things to the point where you're like, okay, I feel in control, which I think is a I think is mm-hmm. a very big thing in regards mm-hmm. to insecurities. Yeah, triggers are huge. If you if you know what that trigger is, it could have been your boyfriend was yeah. chatting with you and he said something and oh my gosh, I want to go to that through that drive through and just yeah. get like French fries. Okay, that's the trigger, whatever was said. But um, I wake up every morning and I encourage people to really do this. You don't have to write it down or you do, whatever you would like. But I, I wake up every morning and I say five things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. So whether I say it out loud or I just say it in my heart, whatever you want to do but you know I'm grateful I'm waking up in the morning I'm grateful I have a roof over my head I'm grateful for my family I'm grateful for my friends and I'm grateful for my health now you could have more than that now that's today's grateful list tomorrow it could be something different I'm grateful I have a job or whatever so um, I find five things every day that I'm grateful for and do I repeat some of them absolutely I'm grateful for my family and friends Every single day I say that because I am. So you have to wake up with something positive because negativity is so punishing and it's that deep rabbit hole again. Wake up every morning and even if you can't do five things and you can only do one thing that you're grateful for, write it down or say it out loud. It's the best way to start your day. I love it. Yeah, so. me too. No, that's awesome. Those were definitely like good things to remember too. Being positive first thing in the morning, super important when you're having a tough day, being optimistic about the future. Let's just recap those things. So affirmations we talked about, journaling is a big thing that we just touched on, positive mindset and is another thing, cleaning out your social media, which we definitely touched on, keeping those positive people around you, which is important, and being super kind to yourself throughout the process. That's just six things that we kind of thought mm-hmm. would help you guys get over those insecurities. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love talking to you. And yeah. you can follow us on our Instagram yeah. page at stronger underscore podcast. If you guys have any, you know, recommendations or things you want to hear or topics you want to talk about, please just send us a DM, comment on one of our posts. We are really hoping to grow this community with you guys of all ages. And we're just, we're damn excited to have you listening. Mm -hmm. And remember, be kind to yourself, be forgiving, be loving, be gentle. Think of all the wonderful things that you will do in a day and the wonderful people that you will have touched just with your smile. Yes. And be super positive and believe in yourself. Those are all things that you can do. Just you. You don't need anyone else other than your loving self to make you feel so much better. And if you're having a tough day, just remember there's going to be better sunsets. There's going to be better sleeps. Mm -hmm. Your days get better. It's not going to feel like this forever. And you are going to do amazing things in your life. So we're going to check out. We're going to say bye. We love you guys. Take care. We love you. Have a wonderful day wherever you are. Even if it's raining, there's beautifulness and rain. (laughs) There is. Okay. Bye. Bye.